It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, thanks, My guys. Have a good one. Hamilton. I mean, <laughs> there's I just talk nobody better. Hours. There's nobody better. All right, we switch gears. We've spent an hour and two minutes, longest street stretch ever, mm-hmm. talking baseball. I love it. We're going to switch gears and get to the Browns. Obviously, they played Thursday night football. They did not play this weekend, but we always want to know. We talk, we bring up pro football focus. We talk about the grades. We were saying, didn't look like Miles Garrett did anything. And yet, PFF has a good grade for him. Helping us break it down. I know he's on with G all the time in the barbershop. John Costco from Pro Football Focus. John, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're, we're doing excellent. We're happy to have you with us. And uh, let's start with that. Miles Garrett, right? Like, with when there's not as many tradition like with, with with pass rushers, the only traditional stat is sack. But obviously that doesn't tell the whole story. He's getting double tri- team, triple team. He didn't appear to be making a lot of impact, but the grade on him was pretty good. Give us a little breakdown of Miles Garrett and why he had a good grade, even though it didn't seem to the casual observer that he had a good game. Yeah, there's a lot of things that that obviously sack is like what one percent of the plays of a of a single season for a guy. So. We look at every single play and we're grading the guy in every single play. So we take into consideration, is he getting double teamed, even triple teamed on plays um, and what type of impact that makes. And then even even in those situations, he can get pressure on the quarterback, but if the quarterback gets rid of the ball in two seconds, sometimes a sack doesn't happen. Uh, you know, he had three pressures in the game. It wasn't like a super high game for him, um, but he did win four of the times where the quarterback got rid of it in just say under two seconds where it's really difficult to get pressure, especially from the edge in that situation. And so he won on, you know, on his, on his, his reps, 20% of his pass rushes. But the thing is, is that when, when Mitch Risky is actually throwing the ball in, in a quick manner, um, a lot of times because of Brown secondary hasn't been playing actually all that great this year, it's, it's difficult for him to get this consistent pressure that way. So, um, and he doesn't have any help right now on that defensive line. When, when Jadavion Clowney's not out there, it's he's getting triple teamed almost almost you know half the plays okay now do denzel ward he was singled up with uh, deontay the other night did not look like denzel's played well the last couple of weeks and i honestly haven't seen the numbers i'm, I'm truly asking i haven't seen what you guys have done with them how is, how has denzel been both against the steelers in the last two weeks um i i took a lot of flack on on twitter for his game against the uh the Jets for giving up over 100 yards. Uh, he came out and called me out and said, "No, I only was targeted once." Um, I did see that. You know, a he lot of quarter- <laughs> a lot of cornerbacks think that, "Oh, I was only in man coverage on a receiver once and was targeted, and that's it." And they don't they don't think about situations like uh, I was in the flat and they they threw to the flat, so that's a, technically a target into his coverage. So he gave up, in our opinion, the 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 big touchdown run uh, to. To Corey Davis 
in that game. It was a busted coverage. It was cover three in our opinion there. Um, and basically everybody else on the defense was playing cover three except for him. So he might think that he was in cloud two, and that's probably what he thought he was, but he still let Corey Davis just run right by him. He has not been good so far this year. Uh, even against Deontay Johnson, he struggled a lot in those comeback routes. So he got injured this summer with that foot injury, and I think that's, you know, that kind of really showed in this in this game because he, he struggled to, to cover him. Um, he had a couple of nice plays on the ball, but he was generally getting beat pretty pretty soundly from uh, guy Deontay Johnson, which he's one of the best route runners in the NFL, but usually Ward is better than that. Uh, John, we talked about this a little bit. I, you know, I came out and, and I've been watching Jedrick Wills and I just, in my mind, I didn't already moved him to guard. Like, I, I don't <laughs> think he's a, like a starting left tackle. He's, he's a top 10 pick, but I, I mean, when you look at him in the film, it just, sometimes he leaves a lot to be desired. He, he's kind of a waist bender uh, instead of a knee bender. Um, what do the numbers bear out in terms of what Jedrick Wills has been over his career uh, with the Browns? He's he's basically been an a below average to replacement level left tackle for the Browns. So when he's healthy, he's been decent the first two years. But there, you can have an excuse in the first two years of him moving from right tackle to left tackle, and that's a that's a tough transition. But the problem I have with him is that he doesn't really finish plays and he gives up on plays way too quickly. Um, and it kind of shows when, when he's trying to like cut off on the backside of outside zones, he might be pass protecting. And he goes, I had a three second clock and that ball should have been out in three seconds. I'm done. Um, and he gets beat because of, of those types of situations. So I don't even know if like moving him to guard would help in that situation because you need to be a like physically tough person to play inside and he doesn't play with that physical toughness. Like, he will have like a play or two on tape in each game where he will finish a player, but and it looks really impressive, but he doesn't do it on a consistent enough basis. He gets he just gets beat too often in a run game. He's pretty okay in in pass protection, but the run game is where he really struggles where he gets beat really quickly and then turns around and goes, "Hey, what happened? So, I, you know, he, he's grading right now in the mid fifties, which is, Ooh. it's a liability. It's a, it's a liability. So John, uh, before I get to my course, I see your Jayhawk fanatic sign behind you. So I'm sure yeah. that you're kind of ecstatic about what's going on there in, in Jayhawk. Absolutely. Down there. I don't even know what's really happening down there. I like, I like y'all really Jalen, like, really... Jalen Daniels is what's happening down there. <laughs> Who even knew they played he's football? An absolute like, stud. I, like, I don't even know. I that. like, but I watched him this weekend. I'll give you that. I watched him this weekend. I said, okay, let me put an eye on this. Here's my here's my thing. When you look at the Browns, John, I think the receiving core needs some shoring up here, right? And now you know we got our top pick, David Bell from Purdue, right? I I, I think what, what what's their grading on the, on the receivers beside Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper's been playing great, and Joe Cooper's played well the last couple games. But what do you think about the rest of the receiving core here? It's not good enough. Um, they they're grading in the the fifties and sixties, um, and it's tough because they're not getting as many targets. But when you don't get targets, you don't get graded very well because it's kind of assumed when you're not getting targets, you're you're not getting open um, and earning you're not earning the targets. Samari Cooper's playing obviously really well right now. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones had a really good week one game, but hasn't shown up at all since then. Part of that is scheme wise, and you know they're they maybe made a an emphasis to get to Amari Cooper the ball and obviously David and Joku in this last game. Um, but they're not, they're, they're just not good enough. And I think we knew that coming into the season, 
Um, I think a lot of people get hopes on Donovan Peoples Jones uh, because he does make some really nice contested catches, but he do, he's not a good separator. Um, he's, in my opinion, he has pretty stiff hips and he can't really get in and out of his breaks real well. So he's a guy that when you throw him the ball and if he's got a really large catch radius and is really good with those contested catches, but I mean, you can't live on contested catches if you can't get open on a consistent basis. And Amari Cooper can do that. These, these other guys don't do that. And even with like, with Anthony Schwartz, he's a guy that is really stiff hips. We know he has straight line speed, but they keep, I don't know if they utilize him in the proper way because I wouldn't be using them on those, those reverses because you have to cut it up field at some point and he doesn't have the ability to do that on a clean and consistent basis. So um, they, they, they really miss Jakeem Grant when, you know, obviously him getting hurt. Mm-hmm. I think he would have been more utilized in that role. It's going to be interesting to see if that, you know, you don't usually see a lot of big trades, but it'll be interesting, John, if the Browns, like once we get to the trade deadline, if it looks like Brissett's going to be able to keep them in the hunt until Watson comes back, if they aggressively go after a second wide receiver. I mean, we've talked about free agents like Will Fuller, who is still out there, although he's got, you know, he's got the history of Watson, obviously, but he's had a ton of injuries. But you, you look at some of the bad teams in the NFL, like maybe Brandon Cooks in Houston. I know he signed an extension. I, are, are there some guys on bad teams that you've got your eye on that maybe the Browns could trade for at some point? It's always I, I hate speculating on that type yeah. of stuff because especially this early in the season, every team still has hope that they're going to make That's it true. into the playoffs, right? Yeah. So um, I think with the Browns, they don't seem to be all that concerned with their, their wide receiver group. I, I, they obviously have Kareem Hunt, who they utilize in the passing game pretty well. Yeah. Um, and it's been there, especially this year, they're finally utilizing him out in the slot and more out wide with Nick Chubb on the field, which has been a, a positive you know sign there. I think they are starting to give up on Demetric Felton. He's, you know, he's been that punt returner, and they, I think they, was, he was an active scratch this past weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the Browns do need more receiver help, but I think if David Njoku kind of emerges as this this number two weapon for them, I mean, it's kind of like what Kansas City would have had in, in you know, not not at that level. I'm not going to even compare it to the level that Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were for for Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, you can win a lot of football games with a, a tandem of a wide receiver and a tight end that are are excellent. And and, and Njoku, as the graphics shows there, had had an excellent game. We you know you don't even need the numbers to know that he had an excellent game in that one. Um, even with Amari Cooper's two drops in that game, he was still very effective. And I think it's it's can be good enough. You know that especially with the Browns' running game. And it's with the way like Jacoby Brissett has been playing, he's grading as like a top three quarterback this year, which is kind of more an indictment on how bad the quarterbacks have been Ooh. so far this year. But they, we know that's not really a consistent play. We know that's no, not it's last. yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think he's playing about as well as you can hope for. Yeah. And if he can maintain that for eleven games, it gets you into position when Deshaun Watson comes back that he's going to. Uh, you know, he's going to have them in a position to make the playoff, you know, playoff run. So I think, you know, Brissett has been accurate, which is interesting. I was looking at this earlier today. He's been inaccurate on only like 17% of his throws over the past three years, which is a top six level in the NFL. And the difference, though, is Deshaun Watson's actually third best in that category. The difference, though, is that he's when he gets it to his target, it's not like a perfectly accurate ball. It's usually it's outside the frame that makes the the receiver work for it. Whereas like Deshaun Watson's at a top five level, 
of always putting it on the frame. So if you want to talk about like Kevin's fancy scheming up open receivers, and then also Jacoby Brissett has just been playing really well. I, I think you're, you're just going to see this offense go to another level when, if Deshaun Watson can pick up where he's left off, obviously from 2020. John, I want to ask you about Anthony Walker, but first, when you talk about grading these guys and, and deeming an, an inaccurate pass, I'm just curious how you determine that. How far off does it have to be for it to be considered inaccurate? Not catchable. So, you know, there's there's levels of, of that. So we call, we have a lot of different categories where you'd say, hey, he puts it on his frame. He's leading him with perfect accuracy. Um, maybe he put it over his helmet, but it's in a catchable spot where you'd expect maybe the, the receiver to have to work a little bit more for it. Below the waist, you talk about is, is catchable, but it's low, so it's not like a, a perfectly accurate ball. Um, but like essentially, if you're if you're missing throws, it's inaccurate. I think I think for the most part, you can look at a quarterback and say, "Well, he missed that throw." Um, there are some situations where it's like, "Hey, the re- the receiver ran the wrong route, and there's a miscommunication on it, and you don't you're not sure." But that's that's like one to two percent of the throws that are out there that you you're just not really sure on. So as far as Walker goes, obviously it's a devastating injury for that defense. He's one of the leaders of that defense. How have the rest of the linebackers graded out, and who do you think emerges or who, who covers that hole now? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, I think Jacob Phillips is going to come in there. He had a really good game in, in place of Walker, you know, coming in there. But the difference, though, between Walker and Phillips is that I think, you know, Walker was actually playing well. Um, I, I'm not, I don't think he's a, he's not like a great linebacker by any means, but he's a good linebacker. He's a serviceable linebacker and he was grading at, you know, as a, at a top 10 level so far this year, albeit on a small sample size last year, he was in like in the middle of the pack of linebackers. And I asked where I kind of expect him to be Jacob Phillips on the other hand, in his time with the Browns in the NFL has been the bottom quarter of the league linebacker. Yeah. And that's on a small sample size. He, he really hasn't shown very well. I know. I think we all know what you know. Jeremiah Wusukomoro can do. He's he's one of the best linebackers already in the NFL, and he showed that so far this year. And I think he needs to step up his game even more without Walker because I still don't trust Phillips. Even though he's you know he's an athletic guy and he can run around, but he's not the leader that you need for that defense, especially with all the the busted coverages that they've had and the the the, the miscues on in zone coverages. So uh, it's it's a it's a loss for sure from a leadership standpoint. And a standpoint of like he was the communicator out there, even if the communication wasn't great so far this year. It's it, it, I can't imagine what it's going to be like now. You know, John, I, there's two, I guess, glaring positions for me. One is the defensive tackle room, and I've been talking about this for I don't know, probably six months. I I just uh, I know they like Jordan Elliott. I know they got Brian, but I, I just watched the tape and they were getting. Especially Taven Bryant. I mean, he was getting destroyed up, up front. And then the thing, the position group that I thought was going to be really a strength of this team, in terms of John Johnson the third and and Grant Delpit, I have not seen. I, I just haven't seen the flashes 
from those two guys at, at a high enough level where the defense needs to go if they want to be elite. Yeah. I mean, I think we all know that defensive tackle is an issue. There was an issue last year where they just continually got pushed around, um, especially if, if teams want to just run it down their throats, they can. Um, you know, and they they made obviously some changes there, but they don't prioritize the position. And that's, I think that's pretty clear. And, you know, I think a lot of people have hope that, hey, that maybe they'll sign in Dominican Sue at some point. Like, I just don't see them doing it because they just don't prioritize the position. We just haven't seen them even, you know, have an ounce of, of interest in doing so i think they want them to be serviceable enough but they just aren't um they they grade as a you know bottom five unit in the nfl if not the worst so they they they, they have issues here the secondary i i think is going to be fine um when you talk about what's happened in the first three weeks of the season it's a lot of busted coverages which you know it tank you know tanks a grade pretty pretty badly and obviously looks really bad i think miscommunications and busts happen a lot more often than people realize in the NFL. Um, and it's not like and it, and good quarterbacks are not even good quarterbacks, but quarterbacks will take advantage of it. And, it, and the Browns have just had them at like inopportune times. So I, I think they're going to be fine. I'm not a believer in Grant Delpit. I've never have been. He's a guy that does kind of play out of place quite often, even did it in LSU. He got away with it because he was a good enough athlete there, but you can't do that at the NFL level. You're not Troy, Troy Palomalo who who can <laughs> anticipate and, and play uh, at a high level, you know, with even being out of position. So um, they need to be just more sound on the back end. I think John Johnson's been actually okay this year, but he's he's not the, the vocal leader that the team needs on that back end, which I kind of thought he would have been this year. Or, I mean, when they when they signed him to even last year and this year, but he's not. So he's, he's more of like a uh, – media in the locker room type guy but on the field he's he's not a great communicator it doesn't seem like and that's kind of where some of these busts happen is you know this the lack of communication in that uh, back end john good stuff your picture they just showed there looked like uh you know you're on uh, being arrested there <laughs> i mean yeah. <laughs> or maybe or yeah maybe. that was that, that was mean, a picture i took last november so it's like you know mustache November, November, I mean, November I, month. So that looks I, like someone driving yeah. home from the January sixth event. But uh, you know, uh, hey, what are you doing? Uh, uh, sorry, John. what is oh, wrong goodness, with you? Goodness, uh, I'm making a joke. Actually, if we can't laugh at the depressing listen, things in the listen, country, what do we got? People, people, people have made fun of that, that picture before, and yeah. they'll make fun of whatever. So I, I'm, I laugh with it. It's, hey, man, own it. it you look terrifying in it. I do. You look dangerous. Hey, I wouldn't mess good, with good. it. Good, <laughs> good. Hey, John, don't listen to this. John, just FYI, you watch out for Adrian Martinez, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, I know, I'm not too scared about Kansas State. They lost too late, but then they, that's, then they did beat. Uh, that's that's uh, a super Saturday. So. Let's be honest. All these, all these games are irrelevant anyway because Kansas is not playing for a, a national title. So no offense. No, but they're hey, yeah. they're going to be playing for a bowl game this year, and that's a huge. That's deal. a huge so, step listen, up. Do you want to call his kids ugly next? Like, you <laughs> <laughs> told him he should have looked like he's coming over January 6th. Hey, you <laughs> told him his college team has no hope. John, don't ever come back. Don't ever come back. Oh, thanks, John. We appreciate uh, my it. My pleasure, guys. Uh, we'll see you later. Thank you. All right, we, you know, you are on tilt today. I mean, I'm just out of control. Hey, by, by the way, yeah. hey, you don't know, man. I, you know, I, I've known John for about three years. This guy, he could be on one of them. He's one of them. So 
survivalist. They got drills and everything. Saturday morning. He could use a spoon to cut out books and show it to him. Yeah. He would definitely hunt him down. I could use it with night vision goggles. There's a zombie apocalypse. We want John with us, right? He got all the canned goods. All right. Anthony, good bet, bad bet. Let's get it going. Yeah, so uh, our standings <laughs> did not change at all this weekend. Mm, um, we're going to have Bull. We're going to look your card over right after look we remind card. everybody of where everybody's standing. Yeah, okay. Where's everybody that. standing? Oh, look at me. I'm under 500. Look at me. I always get off to a slow start before I eventually dominate look, and win. Look at me. I'm oh, a, oh, look at me. Okay, I see you, Brad. Look you, at me. You, you, yeah, Brad look at actually. Me. By the way, your fantasy. Yeah, don't sleep. They, they laughed you all the way underneath the table. <laughs> yeah, look at yeah. Now look at you. I, I okay. did a big well, night from Saquon. I did a big night from Saquon tonight. But Brad's doing better than expected. Even those quarterbacks are horrible. It's the people in the rear view mirror. Oh, way back. Been playing for a long time. Your team's the best right now. Right now. You about to get the 3-0? Hey, listen, we just trying to. Week by week, every day, Thank every day is a new week. Thankfully, I, I salvaged a win. Three and Bull. Thankfully, I Thank salvaged you. a win against Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I lost my four points. Yeah, it was close. I thought I thought you would beat me the whole day, and I, I pulled I was it out. So ready to have my. First I pulled win. it out in the end. That was good. All right, let's go uh, ahead and take the first bet card here. All Steve. right, here we go. Where's my bet card? Yeah, I like the Giants tonight. Uh, I don't really like either team. Yeah, uh, I, I hate the mm. NFC East. I think yeah. the, even the Eagles. I think are overrated. Uh, but these two teams are, you know, mediocre teams. But I just like the Giants a little more. Cooper Rush played well in the first half against the Bengals, then did nothing in the second half. Uh, Saquon Barkley looks like he's back to himself. He better I think be. He has a good game. 16 points, and baby. I think the so, uh, Giants win at home. So the Eagles ain't good? I said I think they're overrated. They're good. Uh, uh, but they, I think they're, the Eagles I don't like, are very impressive. Here's my theory on football. I don't change my judgments on players and teams based on three games. So you got to have it's a sample too small size. sample size. You have a now, sample size. if it backs up something I believed going into the season, then you're all for you it. <laughs> well, because I already believe yeah, it, I know, I know. but I'm not going to make a dramatic unless there's an injury, unless a great, you know, now I there's nobody in the NFC, though, that I look at and go, wow, they're really no, the AFC is much better, but some teams off the slow starts. All right, that's my card. So there you go. I didn't I don't didn't mention the rest of it, but we got to keep it moving. And we got G up G next start. We use the act opposite, bro. I think I said bad on all these. Oh, yeah. Things. Good, good, good. You went bad, bad, bad. Yeah, man. Wow. Uh, I'm not a believer in the Giants. I like the Cowboys defense. Oh, I'm defense. not a believer in them either. <laughs> Cowboy, Cowboys defense is solid, man. Like you said, oh, boy, destroyed Michael the Bengals. Parsons. Michael Parsons out here moving around. I think and, He's banged up, I think, going into this game, although it probably won't matter. I think this is going to be a lower score in the game. I think it's a mirage for the Giants. They began a couple dink and dunk passes, and they've been doing anything. Saquon Barkley has played better. He does kind of look like the old Saquon, but the, the Cowboys don't have the quarterback. So I'm going with uh, under on that as well. I, I think all of those best are bad. Where's Brad here? Right, bring me up here. Anthony, bring me up here. So I went good because the, the Giants are going to pl- take the points and get over on the Cowboys because the Cowboys are just the Cowboys. That's just who they are. At some point, they always materialize and end up being the same <laughs> old Cowboys, right? Now, the point total, I don't think they, both of the offense are good enough to score over 30, 39 points, so we're going with the bad on that. And then 
You got Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones. You ain't getting no 400 yards. 400. That's not a very high bar. That is pathetic if they can't get over. We're playing Cooper Rush. Yeah. Cooper Rush. 186. (laughs) And then we got. Daniel Jones, who, who they wanted to run out of town here that's, just, that is, just, it's a just, sad just 30 days it, ago. <laughs> it is a sad matchup, but because it's Cowboys and Giants, it's on yeah. Monday Night Football. Yeah. Right, does Jason have a card or no? Yeah, Jason Jason's has some bets here. We'll take right, them right now. Card. Yeah, mine's the same as Bulls. I'm oh, good. look at that. Okay. The tag I, team is together on this. I hate the Cowboys and can never, oh, <laughs> I can never take too. the Cowboys on anything. Uh, the over, I just don't like taking the under. You, you always root for the over and more points. And and as we as I just said, that's not a very high bar. Four to four hundred and five yards in today's no. NFL. If you can't between two teams, you can have one Cooper bad guy throw for one hundred and seventy, <laughs> and you can. I mean, some bad quarterbacks can throw for two hundred yards. Right. in today's Joey NFL, well, I didn't want to say because he's played well the last. According two to the numbers, he's a top three quarterback. Yeah, okay, we'll check back with me in a month <laughs> and let's see where those Look, numbers are. Cowboys in need of a quarterback. Four hundred five. That's not a big number. Kaepernick on the sideline. They say it could I'm be a, under because none of these guys is any good. Rush. Right, right. But, uh, <laughs> I need sixteen points out of Saquon Barkley. I don't there care about go. anything else. Stop playing. All right, that's good bet, bad bet, guys. Quickly, before we get back to the Browns specifically. Some other things from the weekend in the division. Obviously, the Ravens won yeah. uh, against um, New England, and the Bengals got their first win against the Jets. That was I don't know if you guys watched that. Yeah, I watched, yeah, I watched, the, whole, I watched yeah. the whole thing. Yep, yep. I say this for I say this for Baltimore though. I had to take my words back on on Lamar Jackson. He looks like yeah, an MVP I mean, again. He looks. Like, he he has, he has bet on himself and like I'm and right gonna, now. You're going to pay me every dime. Right now, he looks like he's winning. I said, and I love Lamar Jackson. I've had him on my keeper league fantasy team for five years. He's won me I, two championships and off to a great start. But I'll tell you what, he, I said before the year he still got more to prove, yeah. and I thought he did because well, he wasn't good last year, and the, and the year before that he was okay since mm-hmm. his MVP season. But so far through three games, well, he's playing at that level be, yeah. between them. And the Miami, the Miami Dolphins. Oh, oh. That's one of them teams that we looked yeah. at and we say, "Ooh, we could chalk that one up." Possibly, no, no, no. I'm I watched quite a bit of that. that. I watched yeah. quite a bit of that game yesterday. Guys were dropping left and right. I'm not so. Hot so I'm not sold on the Miami. I'm not sold on yet. Miami either. It's going to be <sighs> Thursday night. Bank uh, Miami at Cincinnati is a good game. I'm looking forward yes, to that one. It is. Uh, the Ravens, get- though, their defense looks bad. They gave up a ton of points to the yeah, Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Patriots offense, and obviously stinks. they unraveled the week before against Miami. Right. I mean, it was a, it was a really small. Obviously, it was only a couple of weeks, but I yeah, gave yeah. I gave Mike a graph or a stat of like Baltimore and Cleveland had two of the worst fourth quarter defenses going into week yeah. three. Obviously, with and yards like, allowed and, and points allowed, and like the Browns. Uh, well, I was going to say Baltimore hasn't played any good offenses. They did play Miami, but they haven't played any really good quarterbacks yet. I'm going to flip over to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow's going to get killed. <laughs> no, he's, I, I, no, I don't I, agree with that. Oh, they're killing him. He the, only got sacked once. Oh, the, the, man, he was bailing out so much as he, he anticipated pressure. No, oh, no, this no, thing no. is crazy down there. No, I mean, this is sad. He, he threw. This no, is sad. he this didn't is, get hit much. Yesterday. Oh, yes, he did. No, he didn't. No, I he watched did. the whole game. This is sad. This is sad. No, you're I'm Brad, telling, I'm telling you. you, they got a they have an offensive line with four new players. It takes time. Quarterbacks get hit. Suck it up, Buttercup. Let's go. He didn't get hit much yesterday. He really did not getting killed. Have you seen the first three games here? First two games, he got hit a lot because it's a new offensive line. I said the first three games. Here. Yeah, but he uh, didn't get hit much uh, yesterday. Boy, you stand first, there. You stand back there and get hit like that. Then you come back and tell me, <laughs> is it okay? <laughs> what can I tell you? I mean, guys take hits. Some of it's on him. He holds the ball a long time to try to make a play. I, 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 th- I think 
I think they did show some positive signs. The offensive line was much better yesterday. Getting back on track. They look more like the Bengals I saw last year. You know, it's always good to get Jamar Chase the ball and get him in the end zone. Yeah. It feels a little better. Um, I, I think the key to them is just Joe Mixon, right? If, if Joe Mixon yeah, he had didn't a, have much of a game, he yet. had a crazy year last year. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. he had was the catalyst. Um, but I'm gonna tell you what, man, this this thing is gonna come down to the wire. Oh yeah, it's gonna come down to the last game of the season because I don't see a team out there that's saying, "Hey, pick me. I'm head and shoulders <laughs> yeah, better right, than that." No, right now, no. I'm right now, no. I mean, the Bengals are one and two. The Chiefs are one and two. The Chargers are one and two. Though you thought those Ooh. were three of the best teams you see, so you far. See, you see, Mahomes and the enemy. Oh, I'm sorry. The Chiefs are two and one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mahomes and the yeah. Chiefs are two and one. Yeah, they're two and one. Wait, they lost yesterday, didn't they? Mahomes yeah. and yeah, but they beat the Chargers halftime. Yeah. Mahomes tell the enemy, you better start calling some plays here. Well, I'm you know, I'm not playing with you. This this just goes to show you the NFL, man. It's why to me. And, and me and my dad, we always talk about it. it. It's why that it is. It's not because of all of the 24-hour news cycle or fantasy or that other stuff. It's just the fact that you could turn a game on mm-hmm. and you literally have no clue who's going to win. Even if it's a team that's favorite, right? Yep. Who would have thought we watching the game Tampa Bay versus Green Bay, right? That game was so low scoring. It was it, awful. All, all the points awful, are at, at a premium. To your point, we can get into this as the week goes on. Well, you guys can. I won't yeah. be back until Thursday. Uh, Browns have a lot harder game Sunday than I think people realize. Atlanta, Atlanta's oh, better you're than you're out of your mind. No, no, Atlanta's no. terrible. Their defense is okay. horrible. Uh, okay. Again. Atlanta, Their defense is horrible. I watched them play last week. They in the dome. I'm going to tell you what. They got Kyle Pitts. They ain't even who you worry about. Drake, they have some good skill. Drake London. Is out here looking Guys, like a monster. Let's Listen, not make excuses. First of all, it's the NFL. No game is easy. Second of all, the Browns should win this game because the Falcons they should are win good. it. They should okay? win it. And we're not going to know. Like we can go bananas on the Browns all we want, and I, you know, think they're going to be great eventually. And but the reality is that we don't know about the Browns until they start playing good teams. And I, I haven't played any good teams. I yet. think Atlanta's better than the Jets. I do too. They're a bad team. I think they're better than the Jets. I are they going to be over five hundred? Uh, probably not. No. That's what I'm saying. None of the teams they played. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I saw the Falcons were ranked, I think, 32nd in the power rankings. That's not the worst team in football. No, I don't think. I, I guess I look at it like this, you know, and you guys look long range. I don't look long range. I look for that day. Yeah. Can I get by that 60 minutes? Mm. That's the kind of team. We're, this is not a team that we can start forecasting down the road. Got the this, Browns got are not that, playing this. well enough on defense. Oh, no, so you sit here. You've got to worry about 60 minutes That's of football, right. period. If I, I will say this forecasting this game. Yeah, if Jacoby Reset come out here and throw <laughs> throw another game where he out here looking flawless. I might have to rethink a bunch of these other games. I'm rethinking the I'm rethinking uh, the New England Patriot game. I'm not a believer in that. Mac Jones is going to be banged up a little bit. And Herbert's banged Her- up. He might have Herbert's back, banged up. Line is banged up. They said Mike Mac Jones, Jones got, is now Mike hurting. Mike Jones got a high ankle sprain. But none of that has anything to do with Jacoby Brissett. Listen, yeah. we said at least I did. I think everyone agreed. The first four games is not the barrier or not the marker for Jacoby no, Brissett. No, no. The, the marker begins weeks five through 11, 12, when the schedule really right. intensifies. That's where we will really judge What's Jacoby Brissett. Well, now they get a read on you, Jason. Now they got tape. They got on tape. You. They got tape. And I wrote you. this months ago. I talked to people who watched Jacoby in Indianapolis, and they said the longer he plays, the more, the more he's on. exposed. That's, 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 that's any that's player right. in any sport. I will tell you this. That's why I asked about. That's why I asked John about the receivers because at some point here. They're going to stop this thing to Amari Cooper. You're you not getting no 100 yards yeah. on me, buddy. But I do agree with him <laughs> in terms of if you have Amari Cooper and David Njoku, if David can – I'm not expecting him to play the way he did against yeah, Pittsburgh. No, but – But if he can be 
a serviceable, competent guy you can rely on to make plays down the field, you can get by with Amari Cooper, David right. Njoku, and Kareem Hunt. Well, I think you, you can get you by still, with that. You still need balance. That's why I always want to at least – I'm not asking for an all-star on the other side, all pro guy on the other side, but somebody that's, that's serviceable. Right. But I will tell you this. When I look at Tampa Bay, ooh, Tom Brady missed some receivers. I'm like, well, who are these dudes, I, right? He, he well, they're all yeah, – Mike yeah. Evans is suspended. I know. Chris Godwin's hurt and yeah. Julio Jones. And see what, see what you look like when you got trash out there? <laughs> I, I, you, know, you look trashy. I, yes, I know you do. this is so far away, but I'm, I'm going to be so fascinated – I think Kevin Stefanski, if he if he can, you know, move out of his way right here in the first, you know, eleven games, I think he he is the shoe in for Coach of the Year if they make the playoffs. Because I'm I'm sitting here for myself thinking, how are they going to reincorporate Deshaun Watson if this is what you've been playing for eleven weeks? Right, you're used to yeah. this is my ball control game. Yeah. This is the plays. The receivers look good. They understand what their roles are. The running backs understand what we're going to lean on. For me, I would think it would be so difficult to get a nice Ferrari, right, and not know that you can't go that fast to start with from a car. Because I would be tempted to be like, oh, well, yeah, I right. can go up top. Well, I, I think it's funny, it. though, that a week ago we're, talk, we're killing Stefanski <laughs> in the right. jet game. We're I, saying I, he's I, never killing Stefanski. We're, we're saying maybe take away his play calling duties. I think I might have said that. I've never said that. And, uh, and now he's coach Kevin. of the year. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I ain't going that far. I, but I, I got but people I, on Twitter. And by the way, <laughs> two things. As much as I'm positive about the Browns right now, two things that are on my nerves. First of all, <laughs> don't call Kevin Stefanski a great coach. Because people keep saying two things in comparison to the Guardians. Number one, that we have two great coaches. Okay, stop it. Terry Francona is a Hall of Famer. Yes. Yeah. Until proven otherwise, Kevin Stefanski is a solid NFL coach. Okay. Now, maybe he's going to be great, but you can't call him. If you start That's calling fair. Kevin Stefanski That's great, fair. That's you're throwing around. Number two, don't give me the stat about the Guardians and Browns both being in first place. That's stupid. The Guardians <laughs> won their division. The Browns have played three games. We're all happy that they're 2-1. and one. We're all happy they're in first Smoking place. Mirrors. But that's an absurd comparison. Hey, hey, it's three games. Hey, boy. Yeah. Am I, I'm an old school guy, yeah. right? So, you know what I'm reminded of when I look yeah. at uh, Jacoby Brissett and, and – and, uh, um, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me of Miami Dolphins when Greasy got hurt and Earl Morrow came in. That's old. That is yeah. old. Now, so, yeah, it is. But Morrow came in. Now uh, he played the heck out that game, right? Because remember when Greasy, Greasy got healthy at the end, they were like, mm, "I might stay with my man there was here." Zero that's chance to stick with zero. <laughs> zero chance. I, I think that's already. They've already. <laughs> but here's it. You know, some people gonna say, "Let them." I ain't. Uh, God forbid. <laughs> God forbid, let them be eight and three. Oh my God! God forbid, <laughs> I see it coming. They, they, and they didn't beat somebody Miami's, they ain't supposed to beat. Well, that's, that, that's a fantastic problem to have. Deshaun Watson, still and they're all game. idiots. Anyone who says Jacoby Brissett should be starting over Deshaun Watson is an idiot. And Jacoby yeah. should not be allowed to watch Jacoby NFL games. take himself out the game. Nah, they, I know what <laughs> yeah, it is. Not, but Brad, to your point about the receivers, you know, we've said it. it it's an old saying that yeah. an elite quarterback can make a bad receiver better than an yes. elite receiver can make a bad yeah. quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's going to be a lot of rust to knock off that and everything else. But I just wonder how much different this receiver room will we're, look we're, we're when Deshaun's Well, let me ask back. you right now, how many receivers can you name that are healthy on the Packers, the Buccaneers, and the Ravens? Not many. Not many. Not many. I do like the kid from Baltimore, though, the young kid. Uh, from Minnesota? No, Baltimore. Rashad Bateman? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. He like you can even he think of his play. name, right? Well, like he's a, on my fantasy team. That's yeah. why I like him. I just, yeah, his he, name slipped my mind, played, but I think he's, he can, he's a good I mean, player. He's going to be a player. fantasy team, but somebody gave you all the players, too? That, that, that <laughs> <laughs> no, just the first few rounds. I yeah, did the rest yeah. myself. I may, I may not have cheated. I, I mean, yeah. I, you, know, I, I watched the, you know, I watched the Bills play, and, and to me, I've always said it. Like, 
I just think the Bills have to run the they have to run the football more to be the the, the team that they want. They I know Josh Allen is good, but they got him doing a lot, a bunch. I he reminds me of like playing LeBron when he back when he was in the Cavs the first time. You you just they just gave him the ball and said go do your thing, big homie. I don't know. They should have won that game. They had the ball for forty minutes yesterday. That was weird. They should have yeah. and they had the they had it at the half yard line and couldn't get in. Yeah, like right. they Buffalo should have won that. game. I'm telling you. It was 130 degrees or whatever on the field of Miami. Guys were dropping left and right. That was just an odd, odd game that Buffalo should have won. I I I still can't believe the Colts beat the Chiefs. That was unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? I, nice comeback by the Vikings beating the Lions. That was an interesting game. I couldn't believe that. I saw the Lions have been playing yeah. great football. The Lions aren't bad. I'll Jack. tell you that. They aren't bad. Mm. They they that that uh St. Brown St. Brown kid is all yeah. right. Equinemius. Um I, I like them. Swift. I, Swift. They got the nice He's hurt one. though. He's out a few weeks. I, I you know this I tell you what, I, I look at this division and if Baltimore can Baltimore usually starts off fast anyway. They're already, they always start off fast. But if Baltimore can find their running game a little bit, I don't think J.K. Dobbins is right physically. No, yet. no, you can. But see. I don't um, think their defense is any good. But I, I, right, that, now. right now, it's the first time I've ever seen the Ravens get led by their offense, not their defense. Right. Yeah, I, can, I, I can't tell. Uh, you know, I hope this this Jets game doesn't come back to bite us in the in the butt. I really. <laughs> Who, yeah, who's got more on their shoulders, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, to carry a team? I would Lamar. actually say oh, it was Lamar. Lamar right? oh, yeah. I think it's Lamar. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've their defense doesn't look very it hasn't looked very good. It wasn't good last year. Buffalo's now got a ton of injuries right now defensively. Right. But. And Buff and the Ravens do have a pretty good secondary, at least when it's healthy. But the rest of their defense has not been very good. Wasn't very good last year. There's no Stephon Diggs on the They don't have Ravens. a great run wide receiver. They their only great skill position player is Mark Andrews. Now he's yeah, yeah. sensational. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Lamar looks for him all, all the, time, the time as he should. But like we all like Dobbins, but he hasn't played much. Yeah, you yeah. know he's been hurt. They don't, and none of their other backs are any good. He don't have a ton around him, and yet he's just yeah. Yeah, he play, guy's amazing. He's play, he playing for that contract. You could tell yeah. that you know, he's going at a high level. Yeah. Real, real quick, very, very yeah, high level. Kevin Stefanski's talking now. Uh, Zach Jackson, my colleague, the athletic, yeah. tweeted. Uh, Stefanski says it's possible Clowney plays this week. Oh wow! Quote, quote no update. We'll see as the week goes on. Yeah, it's the so, fancy doesn't usually give you much. Yeah, especially but, it's Monday. It's a long ways till, yep. till but game day. That's, uh, but that's at least encouraging. Yeah, it is. That, they I didn't mean, that put him on IR. To play. They didn't put why him on it, IR. Why do you think that they don't value the defensive tackle? Why is that? <laughs> I, I'm lost to that. I, I just, I just think from a from a standpoint, like it, it, the difference between an elite defensive tackle. And a regular defensive tackle, the ceiling ain't that much. This is not a big of a difference. Like if I look at Aaron Donald, right? They'll say five defensive tackles that really make a difference. Like you have to block them, you have to because defensive tackle have to rush the passer to your and, point and stop the run. Gee, to your point, if you were watching that Bengals Jets game yesterday, the Jets could not run the ball, and then DJ Reader, mm-hmm. who is one of the best defensive tackles oh. in the game. He's not you, – you don't hear about him much because he doesn't get sacks, mm-hmm. right? He's just a big run stopper who dominates in there. He got hurt in that game, and then the Jets were able to run the ball the rest of the way. Yep, that's what it is. It, and it's it, – there's no stats for that, really, like no traditional stats, and you don't see it. But that's important to it's have huge. that guy. And, and, and the Browns don't have – I mean, it's bad. Like you said, he's, they, it's the worst defensive tackle room in the game. Now, the thing about it is the great part about – being in the AFC North at the time is there's a less of an emphasis 
on running the football. People, it take it's boring running the football because you might get two yards and you still got to stick with it. But a lot of coaches don't have that intestinal fortitude to stick with the run. And you look at they'll they'll throw fifty times with Burrow. They'll give the ball to Lamar Jackson. He'll run around and throw it. Uh, you know, when you look at in the Steelers. They can't find a quarterback, but they still don't run it a ton. So the Browns kind of get away with it a little bit mm -hmm. because if, if you're going to run the football on us, all right, well, go ahead and do that. But we would, we would rather play the pass game. Well, guys, uh, as we head down the home stretch of this show, I got to tell you this. Um, you want to put that back up so I can just give that stat real quick? Does it look like an interesting stat real quick before we move it up? Keep it moving. Uh, Dan Murphy, Browns PR guy. Browns have rushed for 572 yards the most by any Browns team in the first three games since 1958. Man, they didn't even run it. Johnson. Hey, wow. He didn't even well, see the field. Mm -mm. He was active in the last yeah. game. Uh, we heard. They don't need him unless one of their guys gets hurt. No, I mean, you need you him really. really. You need him more for returns than anything. Yeah, I'm return, not, kick returns. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Anthony is that we got to get. Hey, we are about 150 subscribers away from 14,000. 15,000. 15, 15, 15, excuse me, 15,000. We've, you know, we weren't on the air six months ago, and now we're almost at 15,000 subscribers. We want to get to 15,000 before the end of this week. So help us get there. If your friends, your family, your cousin, your mom, whoever it may be, subscribe to our YouTube page, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You can find my podcast there as well. You hit the bell to get the alert, and whenever we put something out, you'll get it see, there. See, what y'all got to understand is we had two, how many, 2.5? Uh, we are about 120 away. We, so we, we we talk about 2.5 million. Oh, you, oh views. Yeah, views. yeah, we're at 2.5 million. So we didn't do 120 two, subscribers away. We didn't do 2.5, and I'm gonna tell you what, you ain't getting no instant reaction nowhere, right? I'm so, getting word from McNuggets that we're actually at 2.3. 2.3, we almost close mm -hmm. to that. So here's the thing. Most of these people and most of these different outlets, you got to wait, right? You got to listen to commercials. You got to wait on the post-game show. You don't got to do none of that. We got you covered. All This is immediate interaction. And you might have to sit on hold for about five hours to get your call taken. I know I happen to work in radio. It kind of jam-packed with four lines. We play your, uh, we give your, uh, we give instant reaction on the screen in our post game shows. We give you breaking news. We, something happened. We just get up out of the bed with the bat signal. We just top up. We, we're already on the sticks. That's right. So make sure you make this the number one joint on the internet. We like all the other people, but this yeah. is a place you need to get all your. Tell Browns about the bat signal. Every Browns post about the bat signal. Every Browns post game live breaking news on anything live, and we're adding. For the Guardians in the playoffs, I will be Ooh. on live at the end of every Guardians playoff game. I got to figure out how to do it live. I got to get a class from you guys on how to go, we'll, we'll to, teach go you. live. All right. But I'll be doing that in the playoffs. So there you go. Have we talked about our new situation with the Cavs? See, we haven't even talked about it. Now we get an opportunity to be at the press conferences. Right. Yeah, we have right. media day. We we ramping up for that coverage as well. So that's it's right. not just the Guardians, not just Browns. We, we we looking heavy for the Cavs this season. That's right. And Anthony and Earl are going to uh, Cavs media day today. Jason's going too. And so we'll have some re reaction and response from that on tomorrow's show. We'll, we'll talk about that. And when Jason rejoins us on Thursday, we'll have his take from Cavs media day as well. All right, guys, before we get the final takes, how about some final thoughts? We spent the first hour on the Guardians. Uh, who would you like to see the Guardians play? Do you have a favorite, Jason? Well, right now, the Mariners, if their lineup's going to be this beat up, give, yeah. me, give me Seattle with no Julio Rodriguez and, and Suarez, and I like my odds. You're right. They do have the best pitching of everybody, though. Uh, I, I, 
Listen, the games are at home. Yeah. I think they can take any of them. I really – I think – you know, I said earlier, no predictions. They could lose all – lose the first two games and be out. They could go to the yeah. series. I think this team is going to move on. I, I think they at least made the divisional round, and then and then we'll see what, what happens there. The Guardians will be living at home, the players, until at least two weeks from tomorrow. How right. big is that, Brad, if someone uh, will play? That's huge. I yeah. mean, you don't have to hit the road. You don't have to stay in a hotel. Yeah. You stay in familiar surroundings. You know what time it is to leave. You know how much traffic is in front of you to get to the ballpark. Right. It's just a familiarity about being in a place, in a place, in an environment that's going to be at a high-pitched level. Because I expect the facility to be sold out to the fullest, right? I expect the fans to come out and support this club. But the thing I worry about, and I, and I prefer to play Toronto. I just do. I just feel like it's a better setup for me. But the thing I'm concerned about is that when you have all this youth, you know, youth can get you two ways. It can get you going or get you killed, right? And so there always has to be a balance here. And I just hope for the standpoint that, that we have a lid on you know, when you look at this videos on here, right? They're enjoying the moment. Well, there's some real work after that too, right? Real work because now, before when you were sneaking by people, they now understand that this team is for real. Yeah. They're like, this could be a problem. So That's we've right. got to be able to me meet that mentality out here. So make sure that we're ready to go. G, you know the, what the fans are thinking better than anybody. Do you believe? I, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are on today's show. I think they were pretty good for compared to when we've talked about the Guardians in the past. Um, I got a thumbs up on that. I know my podcast when I've talked a lot about Guardians the last week. The numbers have picked up almost not quite the Browns level, but but much closer than in the past. You think a lot of fans are excited right yeah, now? Oh yeah, listen, they're very excited because when you clinch this early, what you can do is now you signal to everybody. Oh, we took care of our business. We in regardless. So now people, it can sink in with people a little, a little longer. It sits with you. Just like we talk about the players sinking in. Hey, I'm in the playoffs. This is kind of big. It's the same way with the fans. They're like, hold on. Guardians is the playoffs. This is this kind of big. Now you understand that the gravity of it. And if they go out, I would rather see play, play Toronto. If Toronto got a good lineup, that's fine. I feel like pitching is what counts anyway. I've seen great hitting teams blanked in the playoffs with great lineups. I just don't want to play a guy, another team that has tremendous pitching and I don't get on runs. But I think this is one of the biggest series. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I would say pretty in the history of the Guardians, and I say the Guardians, not the Indians, because if they win, they are stamping the Guardians. They, the Indians are an old organization for other people, and they really cling on to that. This can have an opportunity if you can make a magical run. Now you could cultivate that that you know passion for the Guardians, and yeah. I think if you get to the ALCS, I think everybody's head over heels. ALCS, I go crazy. Man. Yeah, that, that would be huge. We talk about the you know if an eight game losing streak in the playoffs. You really need like this. There are fans sitting out there like, okay, we've seen this before. They're right. gonna lose, and they'll be right there to jump and 
rip the fans that got into this if, if it does happen. I think what's big, and you know you're going to sell off playoff games, but you have two weeks to get ready. We know for certain the Guardians are hosting that first-round playoff. Yeah. We know they they, they can't. I, I uh, Technically, they could still grab the two-seed if they won every game and the Yankees lost every game, but obviously that's not going to happen. So they are pretty much locked into the three-seed. Right. We know exactly when they get. We don't know the times of the games, but we know the dates. We know their home. And they have a couple of weeks to really hype this up. To your point, I would give Classe the entire series off with the Rays. Just shut them down. 100%. For the whole 100%. series. 100%. And then, you know. Don't you, let them see them anyway because you might play them. It's exactly right. And Karen Check missed a lot of time this year. I don't think it's as. Right. As important. You but want to use but, Classe a little against Kansas City. Yeah. Get, just keep them, you know, you want them Six to be rusty. Six games, use them in yeah. two. Two yeah. or three. And, and maybe, I don't know, the day before the last game, work it out. Right. So that you don't want him resting for too long. But shut his arm down. Give him at least three, four days off. Yeah. He was off yesterday, off day today. If he misses that three games, right. that's almost a full week off. Exactly. He's shown a tiny bit of vulnerability lately. He gave the well, home run the other day. They used four games in five days. Used him so much. Yeah. A tiny bit. I mean, I trust him ton, 100% going Absolutely. to the playoffs. But there's, there's been a tiny crack Shut in, him down. in September. Give him a breather here going in. But the bullpen as a whole looks good. I'm Really, the only thing I'm worried about with, with the Guardians right now is – if you get to the next round, that fourth starter has right. Been, you know, I, I don't trust that. But like the lineup, yeah, there's a couple of guys that aren't great. But overall, I trust the lineup. I definitely trust the defense. I definitely trust the pen. And I have huge trust in the first two starters. A little less in Quantrill, but still enough. I, I think they're in a good place. The workaround for the fourth starter is is what Tito did against Toronto. Who is the? Yeah. Oh, the, I lost the name. The pitcher who? Oh yeah, the lefty. They, yeah, uh, and everyone bought oh his wedding registry. I, but anyway, right? And he's never pitched again, right? For them. But Tito didn't let him see him a second time. No. It's one time through right. the lineup, and you probably do that with Savali and Plesak. Right. You, you'd piggyback them both. Yes. Let them go through the order one time, and that's it. And then that should get you through five or six innings. Oh, it's going to drive And me then crazy. you can turn it over to your regular relievers after that. That's how I, I would handle probably a fourth starter. Yeah. Just don't let them see you a second time. All right, guys. Time for final thoughts. Jason. I don't have anything. I got to go to Cavs. Brad, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I got to get to Cavs. Let's talk about it. What's that? Since you give me the final take, let me let me let me come in here. Get in, get get a nice shot here, right? Yeah. Um, it's just a great time to be a Cleveland fan. High optimism, Cleveland Browns. I mean, I don't, fever pitch. I was down to the tailgate, fever pitch the other day. Uh, Guardians doing very very well, right? Ready to roll into the playoffs, and now we're coming up to one of my favorite times of the season. This Cavalier season is about to get going here. We finally look like we've got this thing solidified. We've got a legitimate all-stars on the team now here. It's post-LeBron. This thing is set to ride. I think we may be one player away from solidifying the entire rotation. But it's just high optimism in this town. I don't want this town to get by it, right? I want us to be supportive of the Guardians coming to these playoffs. I want us to stick with the Browns, even though we live and die with the Browns on Sunday, right? And then the Cavaliers. So your spring, summer, fall, and winter in this town, there's plenty of appetizing entrees out here to endeavor in and take a part take a part of. And so I hopeful, I'm very hopeful that the Cavaliers are, are going to live up to their end of the bargain here and do their thing, continue the second step here to get to the playoffs. And I'm just hopeful when I go to the Browns, Jacoby Brissett still plays hard and sets me up for the close. He's the, he's a setup guy, yeah. right? Waiting for the closer. Uh, and I know Deshaun Watson is not far from coming back into the building, and I need you to get prepared here because your man Jacoby is doing what's necessary to set you down. up. And then on the lastly, I need Jose Ramirez to remain the leader in the clubhouse to bring these young kids on in. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. 
Man, I, you know what? I, I'm going to piggyback right off this. This is early. We get Jason Lloyd right up out of here. This is a great time to be alive in Cleveland, but it's a great time for this show. You know why? We doing some stuff here. We about to get going where we doing some stuff where we we taking a piece here, piece here. We doing everything. The, we He mentioned all of the stuff with the Cavs, but don't forget, we do Buckeye stuff too, and I'm going to keep it real. Buckeyes, after I, we did a post game for Wisconsin, <laughs> They look like they are going to make the the college football playoffs. So you got a college football playoff you could possibly be in. You got a, a potential run for the uh, Guardians in, in Major League Baseball. We got high expectations. You know you got four you got four bona fide stars for the Cavs. Young guys, hungry, under. Man, please. Then you get an opportunity. Hey, we know what it could have been. Sean Watson could have been gone for a whole year, two years indefinitely. We, look what we got. Not only does he going to get an opportunity to come back week 11, but guess what? You got Jacoby Brissett playing out of his mind. This is the best anybody has seen him play. And you're getting carried by Nick Chubb, who to me might be the, the, the one of the best top five players in the league, regardless of position. And he might win the rushing title this year. All of these things are all on the plate. And it's no better time to be on a platform like YouTube that is that is boundless. We can touch you in so many different places. It's un, it's unorthodox. We get into interviews, so y'all keep it locked. You, the best is yet to come. We got that fifteen thousand, but by December, we might be through the stratosphere. Get on that train now. Uh, by the way, one other thing we're going to be doing this week. Uh, it's going to be uh, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is going to be at the Guardians game. Thursday is our one hundredth. Episode of the show. No, wow. Uh, the 100. Who, who could have imagined? They that? told us we would we wouldn't get 30 episodes. Oh didn't man, they, they did. <laughs> they y'all like they were counting us. Some people were counting, counting us out, out after a few weeks. Hundredth episode on Thursday, and in honor of that, we're going to be going down to the Guardians game. And Jay, I think, is representing us throwing the first pitch. Awesome. So, so that's crazy. A lot of pressure on him. The production I, team will be hanging out in the stands, rooting yeah, you guys on too. That's right. Hey man, you better throw a strike too, Jay. I mean, he's an amateur pitcher, and don't be going from the from the um, the kitty mound either. I don't want to see you halfway <laughs> the distance, bro. Don't you play around. <laughs> All right, my final take is this: shout out to so everybody knows how snobby I am about pizza, and I have my few places that I go to. Well, I tried a new place that people have been telling me about for a long time, and I I was out in the area, Il Forno. Yeah, oh, Il yeah. Forno. Oh yeah. In uh, right. Avon. You're in my area now. Yes. That's so crazy. I was out my. My son had a birthday party out at that main event. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. so we dropped them off. My wife and I, I'm like, we got to go check out this pizza place that's over here. It's right near that main event, so yep. it's really close. I'm like, I heard about this place. People told me it was good, but I'm like, is there really going to be good pizza out in Avon, Ohio? I mean, what are the odds of that? Well, the odds were high because that pizza was phenomenal. <laughs> it was excellent. <laughs> I got to I mean, I, I, I got to go back again because I never give a full judgment until I go <laughs> twice. But it has a, an excellent chance to take over the top spot in my <laughs> Northeast Ohio pizza rank. It's rankings. terrific, yeah. It is excellent. The guy there, I don't know who owns the guy. He's, I think he's, I think he's from Italy. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Place was great. Good atmosphere there, and the pizza was. Mm, the crust is sensational. Perfect. The yeah. crust was my favorite part. Yeah. The crust was my favorite part. It's the best crust. That, without a doubt, it's the best crust. It Overall is, it, pizza, it's already in my top three. Could go to number one. And this yeah. is bull we're talking about. I'm very snobby. <laughs> I am the snobbiest of snobs when it comes to pizza. Shout out, man. That was good. All right, I'll give you a quick final take. Yeah. 
uh, real quick. You back to turn. No, I don't yeah. care. I'm taking it back. Um, Take it Tom, back. Pe- Tom Pelissero tweeting out that Mac Jones' high ankle sprain is fairly severe, may need surgery. The Browns' schedule is starting to They're turn. Getting some breaks a little on bit. injuries. They yeah. are getting some breaks. Justin Herbert shouldn't be playing football right now. Yeah. We'll see how long. He didn't look good. He may have to shut it down if Mac Jones is out with a high ankle sprain. So you could have seen Chase Daniel in Week Five, and who's their backup? The Patriots. I don't even know. Hoyer, yeah. Oh, Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. <laughs> I, I'm feeling real. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real optimistic. Oh my it, God! It looked like a gauntlet weeks five through eleven. Let, let's see. Let's wait That's and right. see what happens. Okay. All right, all right. Good different. stuff, guys. We're going to Browns camp or Browns camp. <laughs> We're going, not me, but big, these guys are going to Cavs camp. So we're getting out of here a little bit early. Congrats on, to the Guardians. And congrats to me on eating great pizza. We'll see you later. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Mom. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.